Picture you're squatting a raft on a river, attacking the SS with powder blue eyes. Somebody calls you, your sergeant is screaming. It's our move, so get going, guys. The Germans in bunkers are firing at you. Bullets go flying over your head. Look for the chance to fire your rifle, and they're gone. From the sky destroys them. Oh, yeah, from the sky destroys them. Oh, yeah, from the sky destroys them. Your move begins and you run to the buildings while German defensive fire flies over your head. Your opponent smiles as his mortar shot hits you, but your morale's incredibly high. More of your squads, they appear on the shore. Assault moving toward the VP. The Germans are climbing to the top of a building, then they're gone. OVA from the sky destroys them. OVA from the sky destroys them. OVA from the sky destroys them. Picture a wall with an AFV hull down, its gun barrel pointed directly at you. Suddenly you're saved as your opponent rolls boxcars, and he's melted his main armament. OVA from the sky obliterates it. Then OBA from the sky obliterates it. Then OBA from the sky obliterates it. Ah. OBA from the sky obliterates it. This song is just too high for me to sing. This song is just too high for me to sing. Hello, everybody. Oh, no. Guess what type of year it is. <laughs> Let me guess. Uh, talk like a pirate.
day. No, no, past that. We must be getting close to Easter. No, Jeffrey, it's not Easter. Halloween, maybe. Yes, it's Halloween time, Jeff. I oh thought we were. Gosh. I thought we were going to dress up. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> did you forget? It, it? I actually did. It kind of has snuck up on me, like everything <laughs> sneaks up on me. This is what happens. Snuck up. Everything sneaks up on me. Well, I do have my Roman helmet over there because I was going to polish it up because Bethlehem Marketplace is coming up which is when I dress up as the Roman. Yeah. And um, so I have it over there in case you showed up in a costume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. And Halloween's tomorrow, right? We don't have candy or anything, but we don't get trick-or-treaters. But we don't have sidewalks in our neighborhood. You don't. So you, you only have is dead Halloween kids. Yeah. Hit by cars. Yes. Right. They're all laying in the gutter. <laughs> in the Not the gutter, the ditches. Yeah. So... Well, Halloween will probably come and go without without us noticing it. We just haven't been in it this year. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Well, good. that's a good thing, too. Yeah. So Because this is the one and only podcast dedicated 100% to... The greatest game in the world, which would be Advanced Squad Leader. And you'd think everybody would know that <laughs> by now. <laughs> Everyone should know that by now. I had a Zoom meeting with a client, the, with a client and a vendor the other day and it was a zoom meeting and i don't do a lot of zoom meetings usually i'm doing teams meetings but anyway they started the zoom meeting so i jumped on the meeting and uh my name on the on my video says two half squads oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so i changed it while the meeting was going on, i changed it and he said what was that your he said well i thought something squads something squads and i said oh yeah I said that's for a game that I play. It's the it's a realist, really amazing war game. It's a board game, and it's a fantastic game. It's called Advanced Squad Leader, and he's just looking at me like, <laughs> yeah. So, and I said, yeah. It's a, and we do a podcast. Nothing. Nothing. No response. Nothing. Wow. So I thought that's sad. Hmm. I think everybody should know. Everybody should. And know. everybody should be fascinated and everybody should, you know. Like we've said, it's like if people come over here and they don't look at the stuff yeah. around the room. Yeah. How can you not, not look at the, all this yeah. cool stuff? It's like having people over and you, they don't notice you've shaved. Yeah, I was going to say, is that your costume? That's, yeah, this is my costume. Boy, as I'm looking at it now, it does not look yeah. good at all. It does look good. Yeah. Very thin face, very handsome. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I don't see. I like the really short beard that looks like it's four or five days worth. Mm. Yes. Um, my wife wants me to grow a big, like a Santa Claus beard, and I, I that's where it was headed. And <laughs> that's I, where it was headed. I don't like that, and it's very uncomfortable. And it's so much hair. I mean, there's just hair. You know, like I've got long hair, and there's hair in my ears. There's hair in my eyebrows. Look like huge caterpillars laying on my face so i thought i got to get rid of some of this hair so there i went oh, such problem you have better. yeah such problem such why is problem. life so hard dave yeah some of us have the opposite problem well you you have very good uh beards and stuff throughout the year well yeah january i'll come back with it yes yeah are you on a schedule you keep a schedule for that mm -hmm. yeah that's good actually that's good so what have you been up to gaming 
stuff? Y- yes, we we played a little D and D last Saturday. Ah, good. Group number five. Although group two is defunct, so really they're defunct. Don't yeah, but uh, it's a lot of groups as we've talked about before. Um, so that was a blast. Yeah, good. And it's called the Standing Stone. It's the there st- goes the screen. The standing the Standing Stone. Stone. Yes. Very cool. Has some cool little villager stuff. A lot of role playing acting for the dungeon master. Ah, uh, yeah, which you like and you're very mm-hmm. good at. Mm-hmm. And then Dave, Tim, and I did finish another game, and we will be discussing it at the end of the show oh, yes another scenario from the uh operation neptune neptune right mm-hmm. yeah and you i uh, haven't been playing while well, i played uh, last week with uh over at rizzy's house our star wars game the star wars game and then we played here i played here once for uh, frostgrave but i haven't been playing in the asl so Hopefully we can get a game in next week. I will call you about that. Okay. I'm going to have to spend a couple of days on the couch. So maybe we can do a Zoom game like on Monday or Tuesday. Um, of that, our Vassal. Yeah, we can get, yes. I want to get the latest version of Vassal installed and everything all tuned up. Because I've stepped away from Vassal now for probably seven, eight months. Maybe longer than that. Maybe a year. Mine's been since... We got back in person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely want to do that because then we want to talk to our vassal friend about everything that's new and coming up with vassal. We do. We do. For and vassal. Sure. Yes. Doug Rimmer will come back on the show with excellent vassal updates. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Really enjoyed having him on. It will be fantastic. Yeah. So how was your Uber experience with your food? Did you Uber Eats want it? Was it Uber Eats? Now I can't remember. Well, we, yeah, somebody gave us a gift card for Uber Eats for $50. And it's hard to use because you go online, find a, find a place that you want, order all the stuff, try to get it right to $50. Yeah. Get it right to $50. Oh, do they, can I get that extra uh, jalapenos yes. in a little cup yes. for 50 That's cents? Right. <laughs> you want to get it as close as possible because what are you going to do with four and a half dollars on Uber Eats. So I got it all, finally got it all together. And this is the kind of stuff I, I stress. I don't, I don't stress over it, but it just gets me. I get very involved in it, but finally picked out everything. Go to checkout. It was $78, not $50. Well, it's $4 for, for ordering through Uber Eats. And then it's $6 for placing the order on uber eats and then it was suggested twelve dollars or thirteen dollars for a tip and then there was something else in there i can't remember i don't know it was gas money or like lunch money for somebody you pay for the guy's car wash i don't know but it was 78 dollars, and i thought wow you really got to want to have somebody bring you your food if you're going to spend almost 30 dollars for delivery so we i Dumped the whole order, went back in, ordered for pickup, and we went and got it. <laughs> yeah, I've never done the those services. Yeah, it's yet. expensive. It's not like ordering a pizza. Well, see, the pizza is the only thing I do still. Yeah, I have it delivered when we have our guys' nights. Yeah, you know, everything else is. And I don't know why that is. Pizza delivery all the time. Chinese delivery, Chinese food, oh, yeah. and stuff like that. There's very little delivery. We don't have a lot of delivery for that around here. They do on on uh, Big Bang Theory. They're always ordering Asian food or Indian food. We don't have that. You can only order pizza. 
pizza you delivery. and almost everyone has the delivery yeah they seem to be able to find drivers yeah but no mexican food delivery i, I don't know i don't know what it is maybe it's a opportunity for a big business dave we'll call it uber eats yeah we <laughs> and charge 30 dollars <laughs> delivery boy will we make money yow fantastic yeah. well should we jump in yes let's what have we got we have first order of business was it oh we've got a drawing let's do we do have a drawing uh it's a sketch i made of prehistoric creatures yeah that's not it oh we have a drawing for a contest winner oh that's right from our contest of uh two for one two two for for one something two for yeah we had a good good showing for this about seven or eight hundred i'd say about seven or eight hundred people uh got this con- enrolled in this contest so up. so overwhelming that yeah we just tossed out 750 of yeah them and we only have 11 left yeah was it 11 or 10? 11 we got 11 left so yeah. and i i like the way we just said put two for one in the title and we got some very clever titles so there's a two for one with a two and a four and a one or there was two for one with an f-e-r instead of f-o-r and two for one with t-o-o-f-e-r one w-o-n so a lot of clever uh, titles there which we didn't require but people are so creative now i think post-covid indeed it's brought out the creativity of people so we're going to roll we had uh, entries from ryan and michael and larry and richard and pim and daryl and gordon and john and brett and ryan and nate fantastic and i have a rolling tray oh i have the picture background messing that up Dave has a rolling tray with a 12-sided die in there. I assume that's a 12-sided die, or do you get an 11-sided die? It is a 12-er. Okay. So if it comes up on the 12th number, I get it. Okay. Very cool dice from my D&D collection, the sparkly blue. Here we go. Blue-be-loo. Here we go. Number 12. Is it really? Okay. Well, well, we try again. Here we go. And the winner is number two. Number two. That was rolled, but you got to trust me. I I trust you. So that would be Michael. Michael. Very nice, Michael. Nicely done. Wow. Well played. Did he win all the other contests? He's he wins every time. (laughs) No, actually, I don't know. I don't remember. All right, Michael, you are the winner. We will be in touch with you and asking you to send your address although a couple yes. of them actually included it already yeah were, that might be on there well they were but congratulations they Michael. were confident they were going to win yes those guys so you like all my, right do you like my background i do it's very spooky it's the kids dressed oh up i'm not looking contest. that's aaron's um stop sign costume which i know we talked about 100 shows ago did we <laughs> he was running in this costume giant stop sign going from his chin to his mid thigh yeah as he ran to keep up with the older boys the, the stop sign kept slamming into his chin oh my gosh <laughs> the poor guy it's so bad because i made that for him. oh <laughs> didn't, man didn't plan properly uh He's probably got stop sinophobia now. <laughs> he does, which is why he's moving to Spain. 
That's right. And because here he's run so many of those stop signs yeah. that he's, his insurance rates are yeah, skyrocketing. His, his chin here hurts every time he drives by one. <laughs> so the next contest. Next contest. Tarini, yeah, what have we got? We got more goods. What are we going to do? We have the Schwerpunkt. <sighs> Again, thanks to our donors of seven and volume eight. Volume seven, volume eight. Schwerpunkt. There are a dozen scenarios or something. Yes, oh. 12 new scenarios complete with designer's notes and analysis. Lord knows we need more analysis. So, and are there 12 in that one as well? There are. Okay. These feature scenarios from the Florida tournament. So, some lucky winner. To get those, you know, the 15th worked pretty well last time, even though we're recording. We didn't record yeah, we could because we screwed up, or I don't remember. But how about November 15th? Mm -hmm. Okay, yes, all right. And send us an email with the header giving thanks for Schwerpunkt because it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, okay, no, <laughs> fine. <laughs> we try not to overthink this stuff, you can tell. Oh my. Did we mention last time that this show is not produced with any use of artificial intelligence? We did not, except for that time you were doing um, some AI experiments yeah. when it first came out. Well, we decided it? not to do that. We've decided no artificial intelligence in this show. In fact, no intelligence of any kind. Right. We're ruling out intelligence. Just a blanket policy now going forward. We finally caught on after 300 30 episodes in dubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadub
the inexperience of the crews and commanders, and obsolete two-man turrets, all of which made Soviet tanks difficult to control as formations and individually unwieldy in action. They were relatively blind and dumb in combat, often blundering almost oblivious to beneficial terrain and enemy positions, a situation which the Germans and Finns were quick to exploit. The result of all this was that by December 1941, the Soviets had lost all but about 4,500 tanks, of which some 2,100 were keeping watch on the Japanese, and their armored force was at its nadir. What? what? Nadir Alfaro? Nadir? We've interviewed him. Yes, we have. What's that word doing in there? At its nadir? (laughs) Are you joking me? It's Nader. You know that it's Nader. I I was thinking Nader was gonna make a joke on you and then Nader. I have this I am serious, Dave. I have never seen that word used. But have you heard it though? No. You're kidding. I have never heard that word. This is a new word for you? Yes. <laughs> what is it doing in there? I've been reading for several years now since i got out of grade school i just googled nader the the nader i'm looking at the pronounce i think i always said nader nader the nader -er is the lowest point in the fortunes of a person or organization they had reached the nader of their sufferings but i also thought it meant a high point no it's a low point it's a low point i I, well gee we've been in a nader for a long time for a long time for almost 14 years. <laughs> Nader. Well, looky there. I would like to know if anybody else has never seen that word. I have never seen that word. That's cool. And I read some big, thick books. You do. Yeah. Full of words. I've heard the word a lot, but I don't really. Know about it. Where yeah. do you hear the word a lot? I, I don't know, but I hate Nader radio. What? I don't even. Ralph Nader. I mean, I know who Ralph Nader was. Yes. <laughs> no, I've heard it. That's great. So you MMP guys have got me reaching for my dictionary. That is wild. Okay. Well, well if let's you move on. Look at the Soviet rule section. There's this teeny little vehicle that was listed first, and I'm just skipping that. Let's pick up with the T-27. Mm-hmm. This is a Russian tankette. <laughs> tankette. Now, why is that word striking me as so funny today? I see that everywhere. I see that word. Now there's a word. <laughs> That I see everywhere. Oh, my. Well, this Russian tankette was made from the British Vickers Carden Lloyd machine gun carrier templates. And it was armed with a DT, which is a machine gun in the front. I had to look it up. And a crew of two. So this is a very small vehicle. It's all yeah, cozy. Up. So then I looked into this DP and DT, the DP-27 is a light machine gun I found designed. I think it's just the the um, regular... Nope, I don't want to sound like an idiot, so I'll stop talking. <laughs> well, I'll say it because I don't mind sounding like an idiot. Everybody's come to expect it. No, I don't know what you were going to say. I think it's the regular machine gun. They, just mounted? One of the types they carry. Yeah, put into yeah. the tank. Um, designed for the Soviet Army in 1920s under the leadership of, yeah, well, there you go, Vasily Dagstraev. 
the first test model was a DP26. The DT is for front use and the DP is for rear use. If, if you do those kind of things. So <laughs> not going to touch that with a 10 foot DT or DP. Oh my gosh. Um, so due to this vehicle's small size, Jeff, as you can see from the picture yeah. that I'm going to toss up behind me, this background I have up shows a model kit I found while I was searching for this particular vehicle. I didn't know they made them. T27. You see, it's a teeny, teeny vehicle. Teeny. And it's so small that the crewmen were selected based on being small. Really? Yeah, so they took people that were high. Well, I, w I, was, <laughs> I was wondering about that because... Uh, now, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but why not <laughs> let it all go? Russians are big people. Can I say that? Yeah, they're very big. They're very. Yeah, I mean, they're big. They're big. They're, they're honorable. Yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> now, I don't know that they're all big people, but yeah, that does look like a very small tank, big enough for two. Man, I I don't know. I have you ever sat inside a tank? No, I have never. I'm disappointed in that. With all the tanks that we've seen over at uh, the First Division Museum and the ones I've seen in other places, can never go in them. So I don't really get a sense of how small they are. But I'll bet they're cramped as can be. I'm sure they're not roomy. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're and, not going to spend money on roomy. This vehicle is particularly loud and hot inside. I'll bet. Yeah, I'll I, bet. From what I researched. So, okay. By 1939, most of the 3,000 plus T27 tankettes had been modified to serve as armored towing vehicles for anti-tank guns. Oh, okay. But it was actually still too small to carry a lot of the ammo and the crew and the other stuff. So, but it, you know, I mean, there's a good use for it. So strategically too, we'll talk a little bit of tactics. We're not masters of that, but um, by 1941, they had 101 in this role in the Leningrad front and the counter of the vehicle has a zero PP and no <laughs> portage points. And I had an operation a couple of years ago and afterwards I had zero PP. <laughs> and I did, but I'm better now. It had no towing or rider capability that represents an unmodified T27 tankette. They had these narrow tracks also, as you can well not see from that, but from other pictures probably, that uh, of course, gives them the sinking and swamp and stuff. Oh, I was going to get the counter out too, but just double check. Oh, does it have the right symbol on it, the circle that would give it the heavy ground pressure? Oh, right, right, right. <clears throat> maybe it's so small and light. So yeah, maybe it doesn't, but it did have these narrow tracks. And so it was a problem with sinking. There, then, of course, when you play SL, you look at your vehicle, you got to look at the notes column, right? Yes, so do you want to read those two notes to us? Uh, uh, yes. So uh, the one cross says this vehicle has a passenger capacity of one PP for ammunition. <laughs> and to rule Z 10.13. And this vehicle can carry one crew and one single man counter only as riders, regardless of the time frame, as long as it is not towing a gun. Look at that. It cannot unhook. I'm sorry, it cannot hook up a gun while carrying riders, as signified by the riders crew only on the counter. 
look at that that was just what i pulled up on the yeah. information okay. and it's there in the special rule for the vehicle good job early i mean that, that, that that's rider. such a small little detail cannot hook up a gun while carrying riders yeah but you usually have a crew trying to travel with the gun so it probably would happen a lot yeah for that vehicle okay okay and then there is special note m now the special notes will apply to multiple vehicles i don't know how we need to give detailed explanations every time we find an m on a vehicle but m is the one that says the the early track vehicles had that bad transmission and so they had a lot of breakdowns and they were difficult to shift and i don't know if you remember in note m here many models carried as a standard equipment a large hammer which the driver used on the shift lever to persuade it to move and that's probably my second favorite line yeah i love that too in i the love end. the thought of that <laughs> guys in there swearing in russian and banging on the the gear shift and don't try that at home boys and girls no <laughs> So therefore, then when you do the mechanical reliability die roll for the Russian built AFE, an 11 indicates the stall or tra transmission difficulties instead of, I think it's 12 or other people, other nationalities. Yes. Right. So 11 or 12, right? Or when that happens with that, you roll another die roll, and then that's the number of movement delay points you have to use up, suck up, um, in that attempt to move. And then if you fail, you can try again. Yeah. That, what, what, or wait, just, is this a starting or a, or, or sh shifting? I don't know. Clang clang. Yeah. No. <laughs> Trying to get the gears to mesh. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what it would sound like. Oh, our two half squad singer, Megan, she hit a bunch of potholes and then she was smelling a burning scent coming out of her rear right tire, tire well. And so oh. she was driving around before she really figured out, what is that smell? And then, oh, then like the next day, there it is again. Oh, it's coming out of my vehicle. And apparently the caliper got moved and was stuck on the Oh, tire. So then it was like burning in the metal burning on the rotor. Yeah. Dave, Timon and I got out and we were looking in there for her. We went out to lunch after church. And then, you know, Dave was like, oh, feel the heat. I thought I never even thought of that. Oh, yeah. Heat's coming off of that thing. It's friction. Anyway, <laughs> she didn't bang it with a hammer to try and fix it. Well, you probably didn't have a hammer. Andy. Correct. Yeah. <clears throat> so this vehicle, when it stalls, it's subject to defensive first fire, but not as a moving target, because unless you've already entered a new hex during this movement phase, and then a stall results in more delay movement points expended than you have available, then you have spent your whole movement in delay. And this vehicle has Q note. Q. Do you follow Q? I do. I follow Q. I do. I know all the secret information that no one else knows. Unless oh, Q. You follow right. Q. Q and I'm thinking of Q from Star Trek. Oh, no. Are you thinking of Q from James Bond? I was thinking Q and I. But now oh, I'm. Oh, and you're thinking of Q and I. There's too many Qs. Now I, 
now I'm thinking of James Bond. Yeah. But there's no one in Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek has a Q who's the uh, kind of an omnipotent godlike creature who oh. in the next generation. And he also appears in Voyager. I was thinking in Star Trek Below Decks. I was thinking Star Wars <laughs> when you said Q. Star Trek. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's like they've run out of things to call people, so they're they're borrowing from other shows. You up, want me to read Q? Using up that Q. Yes, please. Tell Q. us what does that mean? Note Q. If stunned with a capital S. And that rhymes with S, and that stands for stunned. <laughs> if stunned, this vehicle may not regain crew exposed status, may not fire any weapon, and is recalled per D3.4341. These are signified by the stun dash. Is that a dash recall or is it an equal? It's like a double dash, right? It's stun recall and crew exposed. Um, I think it's equal. So it is equal. The stun would result in. Yeah. The stun would result in a recall, then no crew exposed status and uh, first fire firepower is NA, so they've got no fire. They can't fire. They can't shoot. It's got to be because they have shows the, it on the counter. Two crew members, right? Yeah, right. And so the stun is more more deadly. Yeah, more deadly. So I can't imagine this thing is tremendously useful. I would actually have to see it in a scenario to see how I would want to do it. So thinking tactics. The way I do it is that you use it to draw fire. That's. That's one of the first thoughts I had. Yep. If you have better tanks, hold them back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, overrun always. Yes. Infantry overrun. Yep. Um, maybe spin around in a circle and dazzle your opponents, maybe. Yes. You just switch the two tracks to go. <laughs> Get them laughing so hard that they uh <laughs> that they can't play anymore. Um yeah, and there's a course, What to Do with the Tin Can. Now, that's a very famous article that appeared in the journal or the general or the annual. <laughs> what to do with your tin can, something like that. Yes. How to open a tin can or whatever. Right. Um, so we'll, we should probably read that for next time because oh, I'm thinking of doing all the tanks in order because I'm, yeah. I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> I, I, well, you know, that makes sense. Jack. But of course, everyone wants to go skip that crap, Dave. Go, go for the big tanks. Yeah, they want the, the big of the tanks. War. No. Let's talk about those. No. So, um, yeah. And overrunning, of course, in the early war, they're equal to a lot of other tanks anyway. So you would have some tank duels. And as we see from the rules, the towing thing became a, you know, I'll use them to tow because by late, well, and then historically, yeah, we, we, we learned they were used a lot for towing. Tactics, right? I guess it's a mobile machine gun nest. Yeah, really. Ready to fire one. Yeah. And I guess you could use it to cut off interdiction. Yep. I suppose. Be very good for still moving. I on. mean, to cut off routing. Moving around yep. the back. So, hmm. Yep. Yep. And, and interdict. Yep. And then you were mentioning the... Uh, I, I got to look for the article or because we did a segment on it a few years ago about how you can draw enemy tank fire, tank fire at, like, 
acquisition yeah off of a target yeah no i can't i can't remember that it was such a good article that we read by tempting them to shoot at something else yeah like someone rowdy right yeah i gotta look for that that, that, so that, that may be that may be a thing that is a thing the, it's a thing yeah for this tank though it only has the one main armament though too yes right 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 okay all right okay so a fun little tank and the second tank for the evening is the t40 mm, okay the t40 is a successor to the t37 t38 it's a recon vehicle and also as a recon vehicle and also pressed into service as an infantry support armor fighting vehicle when heavier tanks became scarce toward the end of 1941 only about 220 were built before production was halted in favor of the superior t60 with the vehicle you make one to kill die roll this is the on both the 12.7 and machine gun columns when using the AP to kill table. So it's got that small gun. So it gets two to kill die rolls instead okay. of one. Yeah. Right. And then you pick the one you want, which would be the lower one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Usually. Well, it's, it's interesting now. Don't we put say it past me. <laughs> only one die roll. Fire's choice is used. Yeah. Hmm, I'll take the high one. I wonder um, if there would ever be, well, this makes me wonder, would there ever be a condition where somebody would take the wrong die, the high die roll? Listeners, you have to chime in. Yeah, because I'd like to know. Might have found one. Yes. I can't imagine. I mean, that just, it doesn't make sense, but you never know. It's a clever group that we're talking to, Dave, much cleverer <laughs> than I am. And you'd think someone would have, in the rules, would have just stated the lower die roll is used. Right. Jeff, take that, read that next one. The target size uh, to hit die roll modifier is plus three and also hull down if in a water obstacle or deep flooded stream hex. Look at that. So guess that? what? This vehicle is also has a model kit and it is amphibious. Amphibious. And this model kit I have as my background Soviet light swimming tank. Look at the T-40. Now, so it's the same basic chassis. Is that how you say that? And so on. Chassis, yeah. <clears throat> uh, modified. I can say that. I can't say Nader. I've never seen Nader. I've seen <laughs> chassis. Chassis. The, um, yeah, isn't that cool? And that's a model kit I found also. I, well, I never built any of those little tanks because when you're playing ASL miniature or a war game in 20 millimeter minis or 50s, yeah. yeah, you're not there. There are few scenario, fewer scenarios that have those vehicles than yeah. your common ones. So yeah. when you're when you're building kits for war gaming, you're mostly focusing on the most common ones to use them a lot. But the T40 saw combat. I got this information from the War Thunder website. Ding, ding. The grammar was really poor on it, but it's actually like a gaming site. Um, it's all combat. One of the major usages was during the defense of Moscow, during Operation Barbarossa. The T-40 didn't fare so well in combat, as we guess, especially against armored targets, but it's perfectly suitable against infantry. So they're pointing out tactics we were thinking about, too. Mm-hmm. Following the Battle of Moscow, the T-40 was very rare in many Russian operations. So 
There were a lot of heavy losses. And then the production of this one was halted in 1941 and replaced by the T-60, probably our next Russian vehicle. Okay. Um, so that basically covers the T-40. It's got this amphibious movement. That's and pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> An amphibious tank. I mean, just the whole concept is bizarre. Yeah, just, you know, seal them up. It does have a propeller in the back. Uh, I read that somewhere. And so, again, tactically, the penetration damage from this would be light, but a high rate of fire could be able to take on enemy crew. So if you encounter a vehicle that's crew exposed, of course, you can use these main armaments on those guys as well as the other things we talked about. With the T-27. And I think that is it. Okay. Great. So the T-27 and the T-40, next time we'll do the T-50, T-60, T-70? Probably, or maybe jump nationality and start at the bottom. Okay. And keep a list somewhere. That's probably a good idea. Of where yes. we are. Yes. Great. And that would bring us up to this little video of Dave and I playing it, uh, analyzing okay. the Great. scenario. Let's take a look. Hello, everybody. I'm Dave. I'm also Dave. It's Dave and Dave. And we played, what did we play here, Dave? Sweep, sweeping West by Operation right. Neptune number six. Pardon this terrible camera work. Sweeping West, Operation Neptune. So we see a lot of German stuff and fortifications and British. A lot of British lot and of British. stuff across the river, tanks, mortars, etc. So then, Dave, do you want to talk about your setup and point at the board and name hexes? Yeah. So um, we obviously don't have everything here by by heart. We finished playing it. We did. Yes. It and so we are now doing this uh, later. But a lot, you know, there's a lot of the part of the setup that is behind or, or i think it's south of this the, the same river, river yeah. correct and so you don't have a lot of options back here um but you can set up anywhere basically and so i think you know well i'll get back to like it. three or four tanks yeah there was tanks OBA. some big mortars oba the radio um all that back yeah. here and so one of the issues and we'll get into more of this probably later but uh, being able to see everything on the board is is kind of difficult when you're back down there. Depending here. how the German sets up. That is correct. And we'll get to that as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then the British could... So as you have marked out here, L10, P15, right? So anywhere... Um, within a hex or two? Yeah, I mean, within that range that they start off in, correct. And... They have to take the, the, the victory conditions, looking here quickly, uh, greater or equal to 26 stone buildings or rubble hexes north of the Seine River. So there are 28 possible stone buildings. So then looking at the board, H1, J1, that U4, U4. those are ones you have to make some decisions on whether you think you're going to take those or not take those. So you don't really know if the German is going to be in those. And they can also potentially, 
you know, counterattack or flank you, and that might cause you trouble before or take some buildings if you're going to forge through, you know, the whole city going up the hill to, you know, take those hexes of AA-10, AA-11, AA-12. Um, all the while, you also have to take uh, Q1, R1, and S2. So not only the buildings, but those... Uh, those of you so watching, the hill yeah, it's kind of taking both hill areas Correct. really yes right and then the german so i set up um with wire in this ridge line v 11 12 mines in v13 v14 wire and then the troops w12 w13 w14 he had like a tunnel, I think, from W13 to Z12 to reinforce if I needed to come pop up behind any British that might have made it up the hill into the woods toward the Hex's um, objectives, Hex's. And I had the, what is it, an A, a gun, an infantry gun back in the Victory Hex's A12, like A11, mm -hmm. which we think is out of line of sight because there's woods right in front of it. Correct. And so I kept the troops off the ridges, the crest lines, back in the flat areas of the hills. So Dave effectively was frustrated trying to get a line of sight from back across the river to shoot long range. Yeah, very frustrated because if you look at W12, 13, and 14, I think we checked it, but there's nothing that can really see that because you have this line of trees, these hexes here with the trees and in front of it. And it's at the a same flat level. hill. Correct. So, so great. You know, the mortar can't see line of sight. OBA can't see the location. So I think that in itself was a great setup, at least for this board. I don't, you know, I'd be interested to hear and see write-ups of others. I, I, I kind of researched a little bit. I didn't really see that um, folks got into that kind of detail at least for the German setup. So that um, may have played into how well it worked out for you um, because I was pretty much, you know, everything I had south of this river was what did not really have a good effect. Yeah, so I thought party. that was what the Germans need to do, concentrate out of line of sight, concentrate most of the forces picking which hexes are going to defend the, the A hexes or the ones around r1 on the other hill this one it's too easy for you to see all these hexes other than s1 correct so i did put some hidden guys in these buildings dave didn't fall for that he sent yeah. some scouts over what are those again j1 uh, j1 and h1 yeah i think i think to be sneaky i had someone maybe in k2 in the woods that was going to step back into j1 but either way dave did get that he sent troops up the hill toward 06 woods where i had in p5 an at gun which was trying to see down the road to an entrance hex of p15 for the german or the british reinforcements but there's also an orchard there that i couldn't see through <laughs> right i don't but think you, i think you realize that later later right. so bad setup but the at gun did a nice job defending with a big rate of fire for yeah. a short while. Yeah, more so than I was expecting, yeah. of course. But then you took it and captured it and whatever. So that fell. You cleared off 
of the hill over there. Right, Q1, R1, S2. I think I was chasing you off. Yeah, and what that did was help make Dave demoralized, thinking well, his troops won't be able to cross back over the road, and then, uh, V4, and then, W4, whatever, and come back across this little stream. Yeah, going yeah, going across the stream and then back up the hill, right? It's just, it just was too many movements. Um, and then if you're trying to go in the woods, it would be double, and just it, it just got to be slow and cumbersome, to say the least, right? When you're talking about game turns here, I don't know if we remember exactly when they were coming in, but it was too late. They couldn't get up this other hill uh, to help. Well, that was your main force was part of them went up around that side. Um, right. Yep, so I think our lessons are, yeah, if you're the German, try to play where you're staying out of line of sight. And, and defend tight, tight defense. Don't spread out. Don't try to hold both hill hexes. Right. Because, it, you know, the, the, the Brits still have to take, you know, 26 stone buildings and both hills. So I think the Germans, what you did, you know, you put some on one of the hills and the one that you did are where I could still fire from behind the same river with my mortars and, and tanks and such but the other hill i couldn't see i couldn't use any of that artillery back behind south of the same river so that made it very difficult and frustrating especially the oba i had this oba that i couldn't really utilize right and um i think as a german i did not try and defend this all this concrete building it's very tempting to defend the city down Vernome there across the road, Q13, R12, R10, et cetera. But I put a token squad or two that got driven out and back up the hill all the way. I think you'd be overwhelmed with all the British coming into that city. You'd give them the same kind of cover at plus three, right? Correct. Correct. So it was like, no, don't even try that. You might get surrounded. Um, just hunker all everything down at the back. We have the leaders in the secondary woods around Y12 and Z13 to rally up any Germans and just try to keep circulating them in yeah, and, and you drag it out. Yeah, and you held that line very well on uh, W, you know, W line, basically. And so getting through, you know, the the wire, wire. the mines, and, and not to mention the firepower as well, um, was proved to be very difficult and yeah, also stuck yeah. a, a mine in w9 which of course then you tried coming up around that side um and that was a little weakly defended this z7 area x7 so you made a little progress but a little too late yeah too little too late because when the dudes break if they come up into v12 in the wire and break you have to route back under the wire or you're eliminated for failure to route yeah which you do get six movement points to route. So it's most likely you'll make it under the wire, but some squads didn't. Correct. Yeah. And, and one mistake I do remember, I had the 10 meg two liter with a heavy machine gun in building 015, thinking he could maybe, you know, potentially get some shots off mm. like up on the hill if I saw you up there in any sort of way. And then I think he got wounded with a sniper so that his his movement was very limited. I probably should have just abandoned the gun and, and try to use that leader more effectively or better. 
for railing, but when he's wounded, you know, you get three movements if you're trying to go up a hill with woods and, you know, so that was certainly, um, <laughs> didn't work out in my favor, unfortunately there. So yeah, I think I just saw the writing on the wall. I don't know what turn we were on. I don't know if we remember. Maybe wasn't it was... that far. I mean, you made pretty good progress. It was mid game or so. Yeah, maybe. But three a or lot four. of casualties by that yeah. time. Yeah. And and a defense of Germans that did not take a lot of casualties on the main hill around. Correct. You know the AA um, objectives. Which which I just couldn't hit. There was they were all hidden behind you know the woods and the. Yeah, AA-10 is visible, we think, from across the river. Correct. And AA-9 and AA-8. So just don't set up there if you're the German. Don't right. give them anything to look at. Right, yep. All righty. Sounds good. Yep. Until next time, I'll maybe do better in the next game. Yep, next game up, uh, ON-7. Yep. Take care, everybody. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you go, that game Dave and I played. So Yeah, it looks like you guys are having a good time with that. I think the main takeaway in that first scenario, sweeping east or west, which one was first, and Dave set up the Germans, spread out, easier to attack them in piecemeal. And then when I set up on that hill, it's a flat hill where all the stuff across the river could not shoot at the German troops frustrated the crap out of them because mm. i'm not on the crest right so yeah. and then forced his infantry to all come up and i stayed in the bigger mob and again that wire thing that we talked about yes at breakfast with mike rizzi when you go through the wire and the enemy's sitting there double firepower at you and you break you have to pass back through or you're eliminated for that failure to rouse. yes so remember that one, kids. Excellent. Excellent. So until next time. Yes. And hopefully you and I will get a game in before the next show. And uh, that would really be good. You will. And and we thank everybody for listening. Send us uh, some notes if you've heard any uh, errors from us tonight. Certainly. Oh, and this show was brought to you by Bounding Fire Productions. Oh, how could we forget? Bounding Fire Productions. Those guys are the greatest. They've been longtime supporters of the show. We really appreciate it. And we hope that you listeners will go to boundingfire.com and just, you know, even if you don't buy anything, load up the cart. Just load up the cart with stuff. <laughs> they love that. But you'll buy something. Yes, I'm sure you will. And until next time, remember to roll low and rally well, but, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. That's right, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Ta-ta.